0: Hey y'all, this is Coach Muffy and you are listening to the Muffy Bradshaw podcast. If y'all knew the technical difficulties and like we had just a second ago, you would just be like, wow. But anyway, we're here and I know I say this every single pod, but y'all, I am so excited about the guests that we're having on today because I feel like we have such good, natural conversation and I'm just really excited because we're going to be talking about relationship stages if you're in a relationship that's good even for you like people out there who are single these are really good reference points if and when you decide to be in a relationship but before we get into all of that i would like to introduce nita or affectionately known as cuz cuz nita right
1: (laughs) peace what's good thank you for having
0: me I am so excited about this. So tell us just about like all of the wonderful things that you are doing. I mean, just just tell us. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So uh, like she said, my name is Nita, affectionately known on these internet streets as Cousin Nita (laughs) or Big Draco, if you nasty. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm originally born and raised in Akron, and um, I've lived the majority of my life, my adult life in Cleveland. Uh, I'm a real estate investor and home inspector got my start about 10 years ago now I've been buying property rehabbing renting property here in Cleveland uh, like the last seven eight years strong and last four years I've been uh, inspecting so real estate is kind of like uh, my jam and so um, that's pretty much all me in a nutshell.
0: Yes, yes. And you know what? One thing that we all have in common, Nita, we all have been in relationships or in relationships, romantic, platonic, and y'all know I love having a good guest on because we like to talk about relationships, right? So today, like we did our homework, we have an article, all right? And I'm, y'all know my references. I always forget who writes these references, but I have my notes here today. For y'all who are watching, I have my notes. And this article was actually written by a marriage and family therapist, and she goes on to describe the various stages of relationships. And, you know, like, we like to kind of skip around on the show, and Nita, if you see anything that you want to, like, chime in on, please feel free. Y'all know it's just very casual on the show, but let's get started because this is going to be lengthy, because when Nita and I talk, like, we talk, so we're going to try and get this... We're going to try and fit it in maybe 60 minutes or less. I can't promise.
1: It's going to be good, though. So you want to listen because it's going to be good.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's it. So y'all just bear with us. I promise you, you will get so many nuggets. And not for me. I'm talking about Nita, like pre-show. Like she just gave me like the most motivational speech, y'all. Like, So trust me, you're going to want to listen to the before, the middle, and the after. All right. So let's go and get started. All right. So let's see here. Now, as we go through these, y'all, just remember, like, these aren't necessarily um, in stages in, like, your relationships. These are all things that could be very cyclical. So when we talk about this, these are phases that you could be in that you haven't necessarily faced in relationship yet, but all of these phases are inevitable. All right. So... Y'all, I'm having a day. Like, I'm using my dad's phone. Like, I'm having so many technical difficulties today. Like, this is just like, all right. Nina, do you have the article? This is very free. We don't do edits, Nina. So it's okay. Like, this I is do. just very like, so can you I pull it your... up while I get this passcode for, please?
1: Yep. Stage one, the merge.
0: Oh, the merge. Oh, <laughs> the merge. The merge. Okay. So, The merge is, I think, like, I want to say my favorite, but we have to be really super cautious with the merge because that's when, like, everything is just beautiful. And the red flags aren't red flags. We may kind of be like, well, you know, it may be red, but let's just push it down a little bit because, like, they're really cute. We can talk for hours. Like, we have the same interests and we have to be careful because sometimes our mind can play tricks on us into thinking that this person is like everything that we dreamed of and maybe they are but we there's a fine line you have to use a little bit of logic in this phase right
1: yeah i think it was a it was a cool point in the article they like literally pointed out that uh during this phase uh the rational part of our brain is like mm. lesser than, we're not We're not using that rational part of our brain, mm-hmm. we're using the emotional part of our brain. And they talk about the chemical changes and the hormones and all of that kind of stuff based upon, you know, infatuation and oh. you know, things that we see our eyes and the way mm. that things make us feel and all of that kind of stuff. And so, like you said, in terms of being careful, you have to be super cautious because mm. this is a, a, a thing that happens like subconsciously it's like you don't realize that the dopamine Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff is like triggering and firing off like you don't realize that you think it's just you know the person or whatever the case may be so uh, you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. definitely gotta like be careful super careful (laughs) in this stage
0: (laughs) yes and you know it's so funny because like the merge I, I would get stuck in the merge. So like when I was younger or when I really didn't really, I didn't really understand like the stages of relationships and the merge would just kind of like sustain me longer than it should have. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, oh, the dopamine, the serotonin, and you know, it's new, you're doing new things. You have new conversation and it's really, really easy to miss and kind of skip over your boundaries Mm -hmm. Ignore, like we said, the red flags and just focus on the now. But that's when we have to kind of be like, all right, let me be a little more intentional. Even though this person has A, B, and C, let me just make sure long term, like think bigger picture in this merge stage. Because if you don't, before you know it, you're going to be like, whoa, who are you? What happened? (laughs) Right, right, right. And you know what, y'all, if I could be really honest, I feel like in one of my past relationships, there was no merge stage. There was no, I feel like it we skipped and we'll talk about this in a second. I feel like it took a while for me to kind of like be attracted and it was just kind of more a lukewarm start, hmm. but because they were okay, pretty good on paper, I'm like, oh, it'll come like the dopamine, it'll come like the serotonin, all those brain chemicals. It'll, it didn't. And that's a whole nother story, okay? Like the OGs of the pod know that story. But so, you you know, it could go both ways. It could go both ways. What do you think
1: so- about the, the, the difference in the merge stage based upon the age that you're in, right? Mm. Because I, I, can in, in years, mm. I can recall a merge in my younger years. <laughs> and I can recall a merge in my older, more mature years. years and it was different yeah very much so the merge phase but very i was different the way that i responded reacted and handled that uh was very different so what role do you think like age plays in how you handled that phase
0: oh uh, first of all huge because, like, when I think about, like, my college relationships in my adult, and, you know, I want to be careful with, like, because, you know, we have adults who aren't necessarily mature in love and relationship, but I feel like in college, my merge stage was strictly dependent on, are they cute, do we have fun? No big picture, Didn't think one thing about boundaries. What's that? Okay, um, uh, it is what it is. And it was very short term. It was very short lived. And I had a very short vision for that. And that's on me. Because in college, I was just kind of like carefree. Didn't necessarily want anything super serious. But I wanted to be in relationship. And to me, like that meant going out. You know, social media wasn't that big in college. Like I still don't post my boo on social media. But it wasn't really like, um... Something substantial, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now it's just like, all right, this is the merge stage. I know that everything is just really fresh and new, but I'm very, I'm much more intentional now than I used to be. And so if it's like, if we don't have like similar values, vision, like I don't want to waste my time. Like it takes a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Like what about you, Nita? Like, do you feel like it was different for you?
1: Oh, it was definitely different um, for me. And my story goes like, uh, for the majority of yeah. my life um not caring about stages and phases mm. just just being a part of uh relationships in the way that I wanted to giving what I wanted taking mm. what I wanted and that being it not mm. like you said intentional not being not just not caring being uh-huh. careless and uh carefree and that's why I asked about like that age because that was me in you know my my 20s and me in my 30s you know uh based upon like a lot of different things like who I have come to be it's like now I can't afford I have to pay attention to the merge phase like I can't afford to just be out here being careless and and kind of like just making it do uh, what it do type, type deal. So yeah, totally different for me. And I appreciate both of them. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate my twenties merging.
0: (laughs) Me too. Me too. Because my thing is, it's like, if we're not learning post relationship, I I mean, I would just hate to be the same person in relationship that I was in my Mm twenties in my uh, late thirties. Y'all I'm almost 40. Lord have mercy. But (laughs) I would, I wouldn't want that. Like, because to me, that's like, you're not being intentional about growth. And if you're not being intentional about growth, I mean, that's just like, for me, that's not, that's not something that I would want. And you know, my college relationships, just looking back on that, I'm grateful for those two, because they taught me a lot. And it also taught me that sometimes relationships just aren't worth doing the work. And I don't say that kind of to be like, but it's true, because I think like the best relationships bring out the best in you, not necessarily saying that you need someone to like make you better. But I think just by default, the relationships that are meant and healthy, they're meant to cultivate, they're meant meant to push you, they're meant to maybe challenge your vision in a good way. None of that was happening in college for me. None Mm. of it was happening in my mid twenties, like at all, at all.
1: It's it's supposed to inspire you to be better. You know what I mean? Like make you want to do the work better. And I don't, I just think that like in our twenties, like, that's just not, that's why, you know, we talk about seasons in Mm -hmm. life. Right. And in that season of life, I just feel like the majority of us are not, we just not there. We don't have the emotional intelligence Uh, the life experience the we just don't have the tools I think to really view it how it's supposed to be viewed at that age yeah
0: yeah I totally agree I totally agree and I'm looking here at the article y'all and so we pretty much gave the gist so what is this lady's name did we even say the name so the marriage and family therapist let me scroll up y'all oh Linda Linda Carroll. Linda Carroll is her name. So Linda basically says, in order to deal with this merge stage, you really have to kind of take a step back. You have to really be intentional about knowing what your boundaries are, your red flags, your deal breakers, your wants, your needs. Okay, I added a little bit in there. but So you have to know all of those things and don't deviate from that because this is a stage that could trip you up very quickly if you're just like, hey, you know, and not thinking about it. And she also suggests like coming to like maybe a trusted friend to ask their opinion but do that cautiously because I feel like I'm about to get off on a tangent here and get a little off subject but y'all can we be careful about what we disclose and not saying that like I'm sure a lot of people in your circle are trustworthy in many different capacities but I think if you're referring for a relationship advice in your friend circle you need to make sure at the very least that your friends for sure have the same core values the same outlook on relationships before you just start like navigating and soliciting advice from your friend circle so I would just say do that cautiously
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and in in our in the world of oversharing now like (sighs) we live in a world where we overshare Um, I, I would definitely agree with you to be cautious, Mm. um, and to hold sacred space for those people, you Mm. know, who you feel like, know you, love you, uh, want the best for Mm. you, are not selfish, Mm. uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, sometimes it's like our friends can be selfish. Like like that's your homegirl, but it's like, sometimes, um, they become, uh, like was like like they don't wanna let you like live and be like they wanna just keep you to themselves. Yeah. And it's like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, hold up, you gotta yeah. let me grow through at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're absolutely right. You gotta be mm-hmm. careful about who you share with and what you know you share yes. and when you share it.
0: Ooh, you that's it. That's exactly it. Because this is the beautiful thing about being in relationship. It's not just about you. And so there are a lot of other things to consider. And then, like you said, I love that phrase, Nita, sacred space, holding a sacred space and what that looks like for you and your partner. Because I mean, gosh, we're just like, you don't want to overshare. You don't want to, I don't know. Yeah. You just have to be careful. You have to be careful. Um, all right, y'all, so let's get to the second one. And this is the doubt. Oh, wait, let's go back to, wait, let's go back to the Merck because I have a question for you, Nita. Like in your 20s, did you like, let's say you were in the Merge phase, like the whole infatuation phase. Were you cognizant of your deal breakers or were you just kind of like, oh, you know, we'll just kind of go with the flow?
1: I, To be completely honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I, I'm not sure. I was ever fully in the merge phase just because again, for me, I was not at all thinking about relationships. Got it. I was thinking more so along the lines of transactions.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it.
1: So I was not considering, you know, oh, like for me, it wasn't the, oh, the, the dopamine and all of that. It was like, what you got for me?
0: yeah 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 listen I
1: get it that's what I was on and so I was like you know I I can't maybe one time or Mm so but for the majority like of my 20s it was like I wasn't even like I said I wasn't caring about I was not thinking long term for me there was no such thing as long term I literally Mm -hmm. thought that I was going to live my life um just, you know, having a, a, a situation here, uh-huh. a relationship there, uh-huh. a, a happening over here. <laughs> <laughs> I had so, yeah. you know, I, yeah. was, I wasn't thinking along, you know, those lines. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I totally understand that. I get that. I totally get that. All right, y'all. So according to the article, after the merge, we have, let's see here, Doubt, and denial so this is the phase where you know you finally start to notice some of those differences between the two of you and you kind of like snap out of this whole infatuation phase and you're like whoa 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 I didn't realize you chewed your food like that why are you always leaving your socks in the uh, bathroom without picking up? this is I can't deal with this so then like the smoke clears and you're just like okay can I really deal with this? Is this something that I could really, really deal with? And that's kind of where your, like your boundaries and your deal breakers, your red flags kind of resurface and you're contemplating like, can I live with this? Is this a deal breaker? Does this violate a core value that I have? Or is this just something that we don't see the same or something that makes us incompatible Mm -hmm. without um, resentment festering in? So this is where you kind of are going between the two
1: right
0: now so she goes on to say that this is going to be like a lot of friction y'all and remember y'all this is something that all relationships go through and these stages are not finite they are cyclical so you can be in relationship with someone for years and you may like revisit like the doubt and den- I hope not but you may revisit the doubt and denial stage more often than not and this doesn't mean that there's going to be a demise in the relationship I just think it calls for reflection and maybe having some tough conversations like all right this is how I'm feeling like can we like work it out like and just making sure that you're having the conversation because what you can do is push it under the rug
1: yeah I think that uh that's a, that's a good point um in that if you are going to be in a relationship for a long period of time, it's inevitable that you'll find yourself Mm. back in this point because relations are, like you said, they're cyclical and they're seasonal. You have time seasons of very high you're in Mm. love and the club and nothing matters. And yeah, like, what the hell am i doing with you know, <laughs> this person and so it's like and and the crazy thing about it is it's all of this stuff that we're talking about we're talking about it in the context of romantic kind of like relationships but it's the same thing in friendships you know what i mean yeah. it's like i've had uh friends that i've had for a while that there have been times mm-hmm. where i've been thinking i know. <laughs> and what is wrong with me that I'm dealing with it? You know what I mean. And then there are other times where I was like, "Man, like you really had my back. Like there's nobody else that I would have trusted to have you." know what I mean. And so you're absolutely, right. and that's part of the problem with us in relationships, both romantic and platonic, is is we throw each other away in these different as we go through the different seasons and cycles in relationship. If it don't feel good or don't oh. allow how we want, we typically discard it and throw the person away. And and not realizing that this too shall pass.
0: That's it. So that's it. That's it. And I think Nita, honestly, like if more people understood the phases of relationship, they would be less likely to call it quits. What I am not saying, I'm not saying ignore your deal breakers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying rely on potential with no action. That's what I am. I'm not saying that. But I think if we understood and really took into account that this is natural, I think, like you said, people would not be so reactive. Mm-hmm. Like, we are so reactive in relationship because it doesn't feel good all the time. But independently, do we feel good all the time? No. That's just a part of life. It is a part of life. And it, it, I think that, and y'all know the divorce rate is super high like super, super, super high. And I wonder how many couples got stuck in that phase, not realizing that it could be salvageable, not because you guys are just so incompatible that it can't work, but because you it's just the cycle of the relationship. But you guys aren't having the tough conversations. You guys aren't being open and honest. You guys are building resentment. No one's taking the lead. No one's taking action. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think it, I think it goes deeper, like especially for black people, I think that that is kind of a part of um, our makeup going, mm. going like way back. Mm. I think we were kind of like programmed to not have grace with each other mm. to not have patience and understanding. It's like, if you just think about it, the way that we deal with each other is mm. so harsh. Like, if you do one thing to me, I'm like, <sighs> you liable to get cussed out, blasted mm. on social media, blocked never talk to again, it's like, hold up. So you've never done, even if I'm dead wrong, you've never done anything wrong in your life. And again, Mm -hmm. like you said, we're not talking about Mm -hmm. um, avoiding red flags or Mm -hmm. um, allowing people to, you know, abuse you and different things like that. But understanding, setting the proper expectations for relationships, all of them, it's gonna be some shit. It's not always lollipops and gun jobs, whether it be friendship, whether it be business partnerships, romantic relationships, and the older that I get, the more grace that mm-hmm. I have for people because I just realize mm-hmm. how much grace I need and how off the rocker i be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And i just be like, you know what? Let me chill because I know in a minute, I'm gonna need somebody to have some chill, you know with me and I think that that's that unfortunately like kind of like embedded mm-hmm. in us in our culture to be so mm-hmm. it's like we, sh- we we we'll throw each other away but with other people we're so kind so forgiving mm-hmm. so understanding but mm-hmm. often we're not like that with each other yeah
0: mm. yeah but that's real that's real and it's just like let's normalize conflict resolution Yes, like can we can we normalize that? Can we normalize our talking about our, agreeing to disagree? Agreeing to disagree, like admitting that
1: we no longer want to be in a relationship, but it doesn't have to be toxic and yeah, you know, aggressive and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Isn't that the new
0: term, like soft relationship? So, oh my god! <laughs> right, I feel like there is like a new phrase. phrase like, yeah. <laughs> every week like first like if I see the word narcissist one more time on my feed like I'm gonna scream like yes soft relationships and like yes let's have the conversation but can we just please just not sprinkle narcissist around like like can we just not like soft relate? Like, like there's so many things which is good let's have the conversation but let's just really understand and just
1: like that's that not showing grace it's like because you do something and I'll label it as you're a narcissist. I could do the same type shit. And for me, it's like, somehow I'm justified for doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right, it's just, right. It's just like, okay, like, let's just kind of like- Chill. That's right, let's chill, let's take a deep breath and let's just understand that we are imperfect people in relationship with imperfect people. And that's another thing about kind of like the whole doubt and denial stage in relationships. It's just like- you come to the understanding that there's no such thing as a perfect relationship and you have a choice to work it out or not, you know? So let's just be a little softer. What was it, Anita? Soft relationships? <laughs> 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 so we're working with that. Yeah. So I'm trying to see, so in order to deal with this stage, like, especially if you're dealing with some feelings of denial and doubt, Um, the therapist does suggest that you really understand the difference between like what a healthy disagreement is. We were just talking about that in moving through that. Um, again, y'all, this is not saying ignore things, push down red flags. That is not it. That's a whole nother pod. And that is not what this means. It's just, if you think that the relationship has a good foundation, stick it out, see if you can work it out and then make decisions from there. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's see. The third one is disillusionment Ooh, oh goodness I've been in this phase definitely a lot um so this is a stage that could maybe be the demise of your relationship if you're not careful and this is a stage where this is kind of like the winter season of love and she states that the power struggles in the relationship have come to the full surface and you're not necessarily focused on salvaging things and over time you might quietly move apart over the relationship. Now, this is to me like a really important stage where you need to be having the conversations and you need to be having them sooner than later to figure out where you want to go. Because I feel like if you're like in this disillusionment stage for a long time, it's harder to come back from.
1: I agree. I think that this the the disillusionment, like, I feel like this is like a day-to-day thing, right? Mm. Because, and this is another thing I want to, like, are these stages only for uh, people who are in a committed relationship, for people who are married, for people who are dating? And what's what's the difference? Mm. Right? Because if you are married, the, the thought is that you've committed your life. And so you have times of disillusionment. Yeah. Like, I may have a day where I am yeah. disillusioned. And then the next day I'm right back
0: to the merge. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so true. That's so true. And let's normalize that. Yeah, Let's like, there's like, there is no perfect like relationship cycle. And I feel like this is, I feel like this, these stages can apply to anyone who is in relationship and anyone who deems themselves in a serious relationship. Um, I mean, I would say exclusive open. I, I would say, because to me, like you're still in relationship and I feel like the difference between like dating, this is how I define it. Because I'm like, if like, we're in a committed relationship, we are not dating. Like I am your girlfriend, you know, Mr. Like, so my old pod buddy, like he hates the word girlfriend. He just doesn't like it. Cause he thinks it's so juvenile, but I don't want dating. Like, to me, dating is like you're in pre-relationship phase and you're trying to figure out if you want to make an exclusive commitment. But it's interchangeable. Some people call it dating and relationships are the same thing. But, you know, I prefer to say relationship because dating is like we're talking, we're going out for drinks. I am not exclusive. We're just trying to figure things out.
1: That's a whole, That's a good pod episode. Like- <laughs> I think so because, because this this is what I like I think that um again I also think that age mm. and where season where you are in life plays a huge factor in this because whereas again in my 20s I was a lot more open to mm. dating right mm-hmm. so non-exclusive situations or whatever the case may be but as I as you get older you have less time less patience less desire for um these less permanent type situations like what are we doing you know yeah. what I mean like yeah what are we doing Where what if we just doing that then let me know that so I can file it over here if we gonna be trying to move to you know what I mean so I think that also um matters but again I just I just really if I could say anything about relationships and all these different cycles is that, mm. again, you're going to experience them all oh, at yes. some point in time. Mm. Do Not make uh, permanent decisions based off of mm. temporary feelings. Because again, in relationships, you know, there is some with well, everybody. I th- even think about like my mom. I love my mom to death, but sometimes she get on my nerves, <laughs> And I don't be feeling where she's coming from. And I want her to be quiet and step aside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm at that point, I'm disillusioned with right. <laughs> Oh yes. yeah yes. I need some help. I need some counsel. Then I go back to the merch and I'm like, mom, help me.
0: Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. I
1: love it. It's like it's like I can't. When I feel those disillusioned times with my friends, with my mom, with my partner, I can't respond and react again, uh, you know, uh, from a mm-hmm. permanent type of perspective based mm-hmm. upon this temporary feeling or stage that I'm in.
0: That's so real. That is so real. And I will say that like, in, like for me and in, in the disillusionment stage, I would definitely, my reaction would be to just leave or shut down, hands down. Hands down. Like, i just be like, okay, no. This now, is at
1: this point in the game or, or before?
0: This was, this was before. Like, okay. I'm doing the work and I'm, like, much more intentional. And I think that, well, actually, I feel like this has been very recent, like, within the last few years. Because I feel like with me, like, independently, I do well with my self-work. And, you know, in relationship, it was a little more challenging for me because... I had to deal with like a lot of like idealistic views in relationship. And I think that once I understood what like relationship looked like for me and what I really, really wanted, not based on something that like I thought I wanted, it becomes easier to navigate in relationship because number one, I'm not committing to anyone if I'm like, if I see red flags. So to me, if you're in relationship with someone and you've done the work in the merge stage, then you, then your disillusionment won't be as detrimental because you know that you have some type of foundation with this person. Does that make sense?
1: That does make sense. So where did you, where did when you say those ideals or whatever that you, where did you get those from?
0: Oh, easily, my parents. My parents, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: basically, you're looking for the type of relationship that your parents have.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: Is that wrong? Is that okay?
0: It is okay. It is okay. I think that I think that to pull things, this is my from my experience. I think that pulling things from my parents' relationship, I still hold those things close to my heart. And they're, they're a part of my core values. That's who, what makes me. Um, I have seen the purest example of love in my parents. I think with the idealistic views, though, it kind of came into me not having to do my work me coming in relationship and it'll be seamless and you know you're gonna like my partner's gonna come over to my side all the time and that hey because I know this and this I've I've had you know a good example of marriage so it's gonna be easy for me I shouldn't have to do all of this extra work but no that was my idealistic view thinking that relationships should be easy and for the longest time I just thought that hey if you love someone we good like what else could you ask for and for the longest time nita i would cringe when i would hear people say relationships take work because i'm just like and i said this on a pod before because i'm like what like what do you mean like if it takes work then who wants to be like it was just i really had to do some deep deep self work to kind of not kind of to understand what relationship really looks like for me and what type of um expectations and ideals that I needed to let go of not to say i'm settling not to say that i am turning my back on my core values but sometimes if you're too idealistic, it can keep you from having the relationships you need, not one mm-hmm. you need. So yeah. The bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sound face, Dr. Bond.
1: <laughs> yes. And that <laughs> so, was so, so let me ask you this, like yeah, um, because that's something that I feel like I've run into a lot in, in my dealings, like like yeah. having certain uh ideas and expectations mm. and perceptions of uh what relationships should look like mm. uh what roles should look like within the relationships. so mm. in your experience um have your partners shared those same ideals was there a conflict there were they trying to meet you where they were where you were or how did that work mm. I was <laughs> up against I was like man F all that you dreaming it's not
0: realistic <laughs> So yeah. I'm against it. What, what's been your experience? <laughs> yes. That's such a good question. And, you know, so this is how it worked out. Um, and all of my relationships with the exception of the one I'm in now with all of my relationships, Nita, this is what would happen. I would make demands and y'all put like, when I say to dem- me, I am not talking about, give me $5,000, like demands, meaning, Hey, these are my needs meaning emotionally, maybe as far as um, my love languages um, quality time, things like that. So I would make my demands and I would have my expectations, but at the same time, okay, let me answer your question first. Cause I'm gonna go off on a tangent. I can feel it. So they would react, they would acquiesce, but what would happen is resentment would fester because they were always coming over to my end and I wasn't coming fully Over to their end, meaning like having some type of mutual compromise. So I feel like they've never verbalized this, but just being um, introspective and reflecting back on the relationships, I feel like resentment really started to fester, and it just became very um, automated. Like we were just going through the motions, not necessarily having the conversations. And I think it was more so on my end, because I didn't feel like doing the work. I wasn't in relationships where I felt, um, like I needed to not saying that was right or wrong. It just was. So, um, that's what happened. And then I'm like, because y'all know I'm all about self-work like it never stops it never ends it never does and I'm never going to be perfect I could talk and study relationships all day I'm still human Mm -hmm. so um I had to do a lot of reflections I'm like These patterns, like I keep on having these same relationship patterns, like perfect on paper, but they just always end the same way. And I think that was a big, that was a big thing. Me having just a lot of requests, but not being reciprocal in my requests. Thinking that because this is the person, because they like pursued me first, that, you know, they should come over to my side more. Just some really... interesting perspectives
1: that's the that's the like the feminine versus the masculine absolutely right it's like this is what i think this is what i want and you need to you need to live up to this and you need to make this happen and you need to dot all my i's and cross all my t's and check all my boxes and if
0: not i just don't think you're the one for me that's it that was (laughs) that's it and that is the idealistic view that caught me up so many times that is exactly it that is exactly you're
1: you're missing Essentially, your blessing—the person that you might need to be in relationship with to help you grow and to help you expand your perspective and your thought—you you you typically miss when you you know uh, approach it that way. And from the other end, from the from the more mm-hmm. masculine perspective, it's like, mm. um, like uh, that's some bullshit. What you're talking about? I ain't doing that. I ain't getting down with that. Like, um. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like you in your corner thinking like, I want this. And I deserve it. And then other person in that corner thinking like, well, um, I don't care what you think. And I, you know what I'm saying? And then you like, you got two people in the corner, whereas we supposed to be taking steps toward That's each it. other.
0: You know That's what I mean? It. You
1: take a step. I'll take a step. You take a step. I'll take. And hopefully it's like, we can meet in the middle and then mm-hmm. we can start to walk together. Woo!
0: Woo! <laughs> Listen, Nita, you're absolutely right. And another thing... That like would trip me up when in relationship, I would do a lot of forcing, um, like trying to make it fit because it made sense. And I think in like, in order to overcompensate, because I knew deep down, it wasn't right. In order to overcompensate for that, what I ended up doing, making the demands to make it better, to make the relationship feel better, to make it seem like, okay, maybe this is a good relationship. Maybe it will work, but it's just, it's a, it's a hamster wheel. It just cannot be done because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, when something isn't right, you know, when someone is not for you, you absolutely know, but you second guess you're, you're like in the wheel of the merge stage where you're just kind of like, oh, okay. And you constantly try to do things to just make it fit. So like, there were just so many components with like some of those relationships. I'm like, woo, okay. You say make it fit. Do you feel like, You were trying because you mentioned looking good on
1: paper so Hmm. do you feel like in those situations you were thinking i am this caliber of woman and i want this caliber uh a partner and if i feel like i found that caliber of partner on paper then Hmm. i will try more to make it work even if that person is not meeting my needs or giving me Mm -hmm. what i think i need but because again because i think that's another thing that messes us up in relationship is Mm -hmm. is the perception of who we are and what we feel like we deserve Mm -hmm. you know it's like uh you know i'm a college graduate and i did this Mm -hmm. and i have this job and i'm this and that so i feel like i deserve equal, right? And mm-hmm. equal on paper, but not equal in terms of maturity, emotional intelligence, compromising, sacrifice, mm. desire for the relationship. We not, we're not equal there. We're not compatible. We, again, compatible and match maybe on paper and in terms of our uh, stature, you know, or whatever the case may be, but in reality, like no nah.
0: <laughs> yes 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 absolutely so you know and then like okay so to answer your question yes and no so like if you just so just thinking about like societal norms and what we're fed through well now social media kind of we're we're kind of past that like I don't I'm not really influenced by social media but Back in the day TV, you know, just societal norms and what that would look like for traditional relationships, Mm -hmm. meaning like, Hey, you know, um, I'm going to go to college. I want my partner to make more money than me. I want, you know, you have your list lists are great, but make sure they're intentional lists and not like idealistic lists, but I would have my idealistic list and it would just be like, okay, okay, okay. And let's not even get started on the physical qualities. Like that was another thing in college. Like I would be like, no, A, B, C, all the way through Z. Absolutely. You know, so you have your little shallow moments where you're just yeah. like, so to answer your question, yes. There were times where I would be like, there was, a, I was in a relationship with someone a few years ago and like, he was perfect. You had the whole list, the whole list. Like, oh my gosh, great. No, like, and I feel like that was the biggest game changer as far as mindset and relationship for me because it was just like, okay, yes, he is great on paper, but there's nothing here. Right. There's right. nothing here. Like, what is like, no so you
1: could walk into the store and see a, a fly pair of shoes or a fly outfit but it's not my size <laughs> like i look they don't have my size in this it. so it's a fly shoe it's a fly outfit but it don't come in my size and if i buy it too small and try to wear it it ain't gonna look good if i buy it too big and try to wear it it's not gonna look good so it's just best if i leave it on the rack don't spend my money That's my it. time my energy my effort mm.
0: That's it. That's it. it. And you know what? I think that goes back with trusting ourselves and doing the work because I feel like the more work that we do on self, the more we're going to trust our decisions and know and leave situations sooner. Because the reason you're not leaving a situation, you don't trust yourself. You don't trust yourself enough that you've done the work enough that you've like, you know, yourself enough to leave this relationship, but you're right. If it's the wrong size, why why like why stay and I've learned that and I'm just like I think we've all had those relationships where we've known and we kind of like you know maybe stayed a little longer than we should have maybe not all of us but I think most of us have and I feel like a lot of
1: people that I've I've been in relationship or situation with shit with or whatever like they knew that I wasn't the one and it wasn't Mm. because I'm not a great person I'm not a great catch or whatever it was just that I'm not the one for them where they are. But mm. for whatever reason, they were not interested in letting me go. <laughs> they, mm. they wanted to hold on to no matter how toxic or how how mm-hmm. uh, how less, how much less they had to settle for mm. in that relationship, they were okay with that. Just to say that she coming around, she mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. me, she texting me. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, you said live for that because I'm mm-hmm. giving you bare minimum and I ain't giving you no more and yeah. you're taking it with a smile on your face. So for me, that diminishes the respect that I, like, I'm definitely not about to give you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's real.
0: That's it sounds real. bad,
1: but it's real. Like that's, that's how it goes. Like the saying that people only do what you allow them to do.
0: People, oh yeah.
1: You know, what you accept, what you tolerate is, you know, is, is very much true. And I think it's cool. Like with relationships, that we can find ourselves on both ends, you know, of the pendulum It's like, cause I've mm-hmm. been there where it's like, you want this for me and I ain't doing that. And I've been on the side where I want this from you. And it's like, damn, so you're not going to give me what I want, what I'm mm-hmm. looking for, it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been on, on both sides. That's the beauty of relationships and the beauty of being mature enough to be vulnerable. Yeah, in relationships. Cause if you are, yeah. if, you, if you really open up yourself Again, I'm not just talking about relationship, but friendship or whatever. If you're vulnerable enough to open up yourself to be you know, in relationships with people, you will find that that's the case sometimes.
0: Yeah. No, but that's real. I mean, because I think that vulnerability plays such a big role in the depth of your relationships. Now, this may be a little controversial, but I do feel that Only certain people deserve your vulnerability. And I do understand also that vulnerability isn't about other people. It's about, um, you know, you expressing yourself and and holding a space for yourself. Um, But I do feel like that is such a good basis for someone who holds a space for you. Someone who you trust, like emotionally, who can hold the emotional, who has the emotional capacity. That's huge. That's huge. And that's something that like I... Had to really work on, because vulnerability is a really, really big hurdle. Has been a big hurdle, not so much anymore. But that's mm-hmm. something that I had to really work through. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think, I think, like, 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 Mel, no, that might be some. Like, let's let's explore this because we we might have our first disagreement. Because yeah, oh, I I want to know who deserves your vulnerability, or how do you determine if someone deserves your vulnerability?
0: So for me, it's people who I can trust. Um, namely, that's not, a, that's not an extensive circle. So when I think of vulnerability, I think about my partner. And I think about how if, if I'm sharing or if I'm having a vulnerable, a vulnerable moment that directly relates to our relationship and it directly relates to something that we're working through, then yes, I think that that situation deserves like, all right, let me be honest. This is how I'm feeling. This is how it made me feel when this happened. So we could have tough conversations because I think that vulnerability does drive tough conversations. And when I say like, not everybody deserves that. Not everybody can hold a space. Not everybody, not everybody has the emotional capacity at that time. So if I'm sharing something or if I'm doing something with intentionality that causes me to be vulnerable the expectation is that like my partner would hold a space for me so we could move through it together. So that would be an example. Um outside of romantic relationships, that's very touch and go. Like I feel like it's very very circumstantial. Um as far as my like platonic relationships, I have friends on a tiered system, right? So- <laughs> Break the tears down for us, man. (laughs) So, like, top tier is like, so, like, I, cause I feel like my platonic and relation, my romantic relationship, they are aligned in many ways, right? So, with my top tier, that means that I, I'm going to be vulnerable because I need support. Um, We're having maybe a tough conversation about something, who knows, something, anything, and everything. And they have the emotional capacity to support my needs. My emotional needs. Okay, let me be clear when I say support my emotional needs. I understand that I am responsible for my emotional needs, but I also understand that in relationship, a most certain emotional needs need to be met. Like people have to hold a space for you. Like that's just what it is. So I wanted to make that distinction. And then on the second tier, it's like, okay, like these are my friends where it's a little more surface. I may not seek advice from these people, but I love them. And I may not seek advice, not because they're not capable. We just don't have the same viewpoint, right? So I'm not going to seek counsel from someone if we just don't have the same vision. And then on like the third tier, that's kind of more like a peripheral relationship. Like I see you, we're a skosh more than acquainted, but it's just like, you know, let's grab drinks. I'll invite you to my birthday party. You know, I'll, you know, I may send you, I don't know so it's just like so that to me is how I would break it down so that top tier they do deserve my vulnerability because we have that we hold a space for each other in that way and I know by their actions that they are emotionally capable to support me in that way yeah so
1: I understand that I think again that that highlights maybe a a difference in the the feminine perspective versus the more masculine perspective because my perspective is that how can i determine anything with you in terms of relationship be it platonic business or whatever the case may be if i don't approach the relationship with a certain level of vulnerability in letting you see me and who i really am right and i feel like a lot of times Uh, we meet each other like so guarded and with our representative and it's because we are afraid of being vulnerable with each other. And I, I I understand why. And I, I agree with uh, it being, with being intentional about, you know, who and where you're uh, where you display that vulnerability. But for me, it's like, if I, if i establish that i'm interested in any sort of in building a relationship with you and we're starting at that ground level for me i'm not going to i'm not going to be interested in building a relationship with you if i'm not going to be interested in being vulnerable with you i've yeah. got to let i've got to be you know what i'm saying there has to be a certain level of vulnerability because i got to let you see who i am truly at the core so that you can start to make the decision about how you want to be in relationship with me mm. if you want to be in relationship with mm. me but I think that the feminine perspective mm. are uh, tend to be exactly. more guarded and more protective of I'm not what because typically feminine people to they give they got a lot of love a lot of attention a lot to give in that sense of vulnerability it's like I'm not giving you that
0: unless I deem you worthy and I can't yeah. be worthy until I see it <laughs> But that's so true. I, that's so true. And I just, I love your perspective on that. And it just gave me a thought that like, but can't vulnerability be on a continuum? Like, is it is it all or nothing? Or is it like something where we can like do it incrementally? And I, I do think that, I do agree with what you said. Like there does need to be like a big toe in the vulnerability pool. Like right. if you're kind of trying to, maybe establish a relationship for sure. And honestly, if I'm being really honest outside of like the whole scope of romantic relationships, I mean, in business, Nita, I'm sure like vulnerability like makes you relatable, right? So it's just, so there are, I feel like if I were to like describe vulnerability, I think I would kind of say it's on a continuum for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying it's right or wrong. It just kind of where it's where I am right now. Um, And... Yeah. I mean, you do, you do have to show, like show people and, and kind of like put yourself out there first for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, and maybe that's kind of why it's been such like a journey for me because in relationship, romantic relationship, because it is tough. Like it is, it's, it was tough for me. Um, so it's just kind of like, uh, you know, big toe in the, in the pool. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. That's a good question. I think yes. that's
1: that, That's why too it's so important. Like to have these conversations and to hear different perspectives. Mm. You know, male, female, young, old, black, light. Every because you know, it's, again, we, like we think what we think, we set our ideals and our perspectives, and it's like that's where we're at until you hear you know something else. Because I know I hear perspectives. I I'm more on the like, um, you know, aggressive. That like, like I I'm more on that side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm but mm-hmm. I hear oftentimes perspectives and thoughts from people who are on the other side of that and I'm like wow like that's cool like I would I would like to adopt some of that into like my presentation mm-hmm. more of like this mm-hmm. soft relation this mm-hmm. aspect that like like I'm really like trying to lean into that because I think yeah. that that's you know what I'm saying important too and it's that's why it's important like I say to have these conversations and to be open you know what I mean like to just because you know you hear something it's like you don't have to adopt that as you know your ideal, but like just hearing different things it's like you might be like you pick up one thing like yeah I kind of I kind of feel that like I kind of more you know that gives yeah. you something to to think about and to consider as you progress through all of these different types of relationship romantic, business, you know and friendship but I know in business you mm, have to so people true. are always like um. Well, what if this happens and what if this happens and what if they do this and what if they run off with my money and all, well, I'm mm. a sue and all this. It's like, you know, that's, that's all finding way you can have all the contracts in the world, all the attorneys in the world. But in order to truly establish a business relationship or a partnership, you, you got to take a chance. Mm. I got to see. Mel, we're mm. starting a business relationship, right? And so there's a certain level of vulnerability that mm. both of us have to approach that situation with. Like, That's I got to take a chance and see if you're going to show up and do your thing. You got to take a chance and see if I'm going to honor my, you know what I mean? So there yeah. has to, and, yeah. and hearing those different perspectives, I think sometimes mm. helps us to just inject You know, just different thoughts, different ideas, things that we can think about to, to add to our repertoire.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And that brought me to another thought, just about how you were saying about different perspectives. And I think that because my partners have had your perspective on vulnerability and taking that chance, it's made me better at being vulnerable. And because if I feel, and that kind of goes back to like partners bringing out the best in you or sides of you that you never knew you, you know, you needed or never knew that you needed the work. And so I think that is a beautiful example of that because uh, even though like I've had some relationships that obviously didn't work out. I mean, if that's the case, I would have been married at like 18, (laughs) my first relationship. So obviously I've had relationships that didn't work. Mm -hmm. I will say though, one thing that all of them have had in common is that they were willing to take the risk on being vulnerable, which in turn is like, okay, all right, this may not be so, you know, so hard or so difficult. So you're right. And that's, a, and that's because I'm coming from my perspective they're coming from their perspective and I think that's the beauty of being in relationship like it stretches you it makes you think and yes. that to me is the epitome of what a healthy relationship should look like so, I don't want people who are the same absolutely. like core values yes mm-hmm. but you know like some of the other things that we're talking about that's so true that's so true so.
1: it's like people with different methodology like you say same core values but we believe the same things but we get to them differently that's I think, it that, that's so interesting you know what I mean it's like like uh, again you know because I, I'm I think partially because of my business and what I do professionally is like I'm just naturally more aggressive more in your face more direct and it's like you know my wife like she's the total opposite of that and mm. sometimes it's like I'm too much and she makes me realize like out Mm -hmm. like like, relax like you not you know what I'm saying it's like and before I didn't have that perspective because this is my day-to-day thing and this is how I have to show up professionally yes you know within my relationship I gotta like take the edge off of that because that's not what she's looking for from me even though that's how I need to present so it's like how do I turn this off and stop this and start this and like it's, it's, it's a learning. It's a, it's a process. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a part of being vulnerable because again, mm. if, if I had it my way, I would just be like that dog guy. Like I would just be like yeah. that all the time, but you can't be in successful, healthy, happy, harmonious relationship being that way. So I have to be more vulnerable mm. in learning how
0: to be softer. Yeah. Yes. And trusting, trusting your partner enough to know that they're not going to steer you wrong, right? like because that that to me is just the epitome of just like trust right because it's like I know you're not saying anything to harm me I know you're saying it out of love and I trust you enough that hey you know what let me be introspective maybe this is something I need to look at that's a beautiful thing because not everybody has relationships like that and I think that that is like one of the biggest green flags like understanding that hey we have set the foundation so much so that I know that you're saying things out of love and I trust you enough to let you take the lead or to like to shift the, um, oh my God, what was that? we were reading an article last week, but trusting, like being able to shift through um like leadership roles in your relationship meaning like taking advice from your partner um letting your partner take the lead on some things and volleying those things back and forth like there's so yeah I mean there's so many different things and like even though you guys have different perspectives like it's just it's the meeting of the minds meeting in the middle you know and you're right that does take vulnerability and it takes relinquishing control which well (laughs) y'all You're an Aquarius, so I already oh, Yes, yes, <laughs> double Aquarius, yes, y'all. So I don't think, I don't think I've ever discussed, this is the first, I don't think I ever discussed my shot, the sign on the show, so real quick, y'all, so Nita's an Aquarius, too, and I, I knew it, I just, it just makes sense, so I'm, like, Virgo sun, but I'm double Aquarius rising and moon, so I'm, like, I have a lot of, like, Aquarius I could see it like I'm like of course so relinquishing control has always been a really big thing because like with my day job like I just it's very structured like I'm just like boop 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 and in relationship that carries over mm-hmm. and woo, I have to do a lot of unlearning exactly. <laughs> okay Like I am very like, and yeah, so, you know, but that's the beautiful thing about being in relationship and just being open to like different perspectives and being okay with doing things differently and feeling safe enough to do so. So,
1: and finding the right person that inspires you and compels you and makes you want to, because you can't force people to do this stuff. No, no. Like you can't make a person be vulnerable. You can't make them be open to change and to to development and different things like that. That has to, a person has to resolve within themselves that they are willing, you know, and open to, again, be vulnerable and to do things differently and to be open to different perspectives. And the truth of the matter is, is that I feel like in a lot of relationships, we we align with people who don't uh, compel us to be any different.
0: Yeah, we want to leave because it's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and so, so because you don't compel me to want to be any different when you do some shit that I don't like, it's like it's easy for me to just bounce. I said, but it's like when you, when we have the relationship where we're both being vulnerable, we both feel like each other are important enough. The relationship, the collective is important enough. It means enough to the both of us that it's like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna work on being vulnerable. All right. I'm gonna work on being more open to this all right I'm gonna work on listening more all right it's like you know inspiring like that was that was one of the things that like let me know that my wife was the one is because like in every area is like when I met her I was I was at I was like coasting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it was like I was doing well for myself I was successful so it's like eh, I was just coasting but Mm -hmm. it's like when I met her I was like Oh no, I gotta turn it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't say that. Yeah. She didn't like she didn't know my financial, like none of that. But it's like just her and the way that she made me feel inspired me mm. without her having to tell me anything, inspired me to like, no, I want to study more. I want to do more. I want to do more deals. I want to make more money. I want to be better. I want to yeah. read the book. I want to practice that. It's like, and okay. so that's half the battle right there, is in the pick yes and the choosing you know what I mean like like choose, like don't don't choose somebody who you you, you gonna have to like work you gonna have to try to like force yourself to do Mm-mm. all these things Mm-mm. you know what I mean it's like when you find somebody that just naturally compels you to want to to be away or to do a certain thing like to me that when you talk about green flags like that's one of them you know what yes I mean? that has carried it's like I feel the same way like every day like I feel inspired to do more, to be more, to be better, Mm. you know, professionally, personally. And obviously it's because of, you know, my own, like, I want to be a better person, but it's like, because of my partner, it's like, like she watching me, she is like, Like, no, I got to, I got to like try to have my shit together. Yes. This other person, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, there's so much beauty in that, like growing together and not because anyone's forcing just by default, you just want to be better. And I will have to say that I have been in one relationship like that. And that's the relationship I'm in now. And it was just by default, like it's just like you know, you have your relationships, like yeah, okay, yeah, I could read a self help book on you know whatever else, <laughs> love languages, attack scroll IG instead, <laughs> right, right, exactly, you know, it's like I could, but no, nah, I'm all right, I'm good, you know, and I'll just work on myself, I'm all good, and you know, but to want to be a better person first and be just the best partner I could be, like that is that was just like okay it's a game changer because there's just so much uh, you know I mean it's uh, there's for sure safety in that you know just feeling safe enough to do that and also just feeling so inspired by your relationship you know and it's just to me that is like you said I feel like that was my biggest green flag for sure. So
1: you're saying that this could be the one
0: See, the pie doesn't know that I'm in a relationship. I think y'all do know I'm in a relationship because y'all know, like y'all know, I keep my relationships on lock. Okay, with a capital. Like y'all know some of, about like some of my exes, but y'all. So yes, I am in a relationship. This is not fake ex. I feel like the last time that we talked about relationship was fake ex, and this was like a year and a half ago plus. So yes, I think I think this may be it. I think this may be it. I do because it's just like. Y'all like this sounds so cliche, but truly, I really feel like this is true. Like relation, romantic relationships, exclusive romantic relationships is what I'm in now. I feel like there is such a shift when you feel as though it's worth doing the work. Again, let me make a distinction. I'm not talking about individual self-work. I'm talking about hey, because you see like you've laid such a foundation that you want to be the best partner you could be. That's what I'm talking about work. It's such a mind shift because no longer is it just like, all right, what can you do for me? What are you bringing to the relationship? It's like, whoa, how can I be the best person I can be in relationship? So, yeah. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's just they like first stuff like that uh, <laughs> i know i know it's insane it is insane because it's just like oh my god relationships happen when you least expect it like i swear like oh, sure. oh my gosh okay so as we just did a little bit of like deviation which we always do y'all used to that by now um so we say all of that to say make sure that in the disillusionment phase <laughs> that you understand clearly what the relationship foundation is like if it's something where you know it's just a little hiccup and bop 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 then like move through it sit through it have a tough conversation but if it's like an epiphany like yo this isn't it then leave and you have to trust yourself when you feel like it's time to leave it's time to leave like you have to trust on your you have to trust yourself and take action um all right nita what's the fourth one i can't get my decision oh oh you're at the breaking point. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. The breaking point. Uh, so I feel like I haven't even like, I'm, I'm not scrolled down there yet, but I feel like the breaking point is kind of like, if you're at a breaking point, I feel like there's two options. Like you've known for a while, it ain't it. Or there, it may be a sign for you to like, maybe go to like therapy or maybe have a really tough conversation and put everything out on the table and move through it and work through it. But I feel like that's like, let's talk about where we are. And like, if this is something that we can do, like,
1: that's exactly, that's actually what it says in the uh, article. She says what to do in this relationship stay? When I see couples at this stage, I always encourage them to consider taking a new path which is to decide to do some work before mm. making a choice about the relationship. And going back to what we spoke about earlier about just discarding each other and throwing each other away. Mm. This is where I feel like that typically comes into play, especially for uh, like, like, like serious committed relationships, long-term relationships, marriages and things like that. It's like, I feel like you have an obligation and responsibility to God and to whoever else you pledged your, you know, your vows and things to, to do everything that you can possibly do, you know, before you come to that decision of, you know, I need to leave or whatever the case may be. And too often based upon our emotional decisions, you know, again, making those permanent decisions Mm. based off of temporary emotions, we make the decision to leave or to discard each other when there's a possibility that things could have been worked out worked mm, through or even yeah. come to just a more amicable point of still separation you know what i mean but it's like i just feel like we don't like if you if you're in a relationship with somebody for you know any length of time and you love each other and you've spent time it's like i just feel like you owe it to to the memory of mm. that relationship yeah. to that time you know to honor it to like let me do everything i can before i have to make this decision let me do everything I can. So when I talk about this and when I write in my journal about this much down the line, I could say I did this, I did that, I tried this, I changed that. And then, you know, after that, I made the, the best decision that I, you know, that I felt was for me at that time.
0: Right, right. But my thing is not even, but right, period. How many of us, like, my thing is you have the expectation, you in general, like you have the expectation if you're at this phase, like, okay, let's self-reflect here or let's have reflection and see what we can do but how many of us are not taking the steps to independently self-reflect and independently do the work when we're in a relationship so if you're not independently doing the work you you doing the work with partner how how you have to set you have to set the groundwork because how are you going to have conflict resolution if you're not even resolving conflict within self it can't it maybe could be done it's going to be very difficult may take a little bit longer but it's like when you're at these stages and to me in any relationship and outside or in relationship the work has to be done it's continual it is not finite at all so it's like you trying to do the work in your relationship but ain't no independent work going on it's just it's it's a very difficult journey very difficult because you're like realize
1: that though. They don't they don't, once you get in a relationship, you don't realize I think that there's still work that has to be done on self within the confines of their, so there's individual work and then there's also collective work. So it's double work. So that's why people should again <laughs> before you to. get into relationships, you should be sure and be clear that this is what and who you want because it's going to be all types of work <laughs> that you have to do. And like you said, it's like, it's not this, okay, well, I did my work. I'm finished. I'm done now. There's no such thing as that. It's like, once you work through this, and it's another thing that you got to work through. And if you're not working on something collectively, then you are working on something within yourself that you need to fix. And she says that in an article, it says doing the work involves understanding your own role and your yeah. relationships, deteriorations, and committing to
0: real change real change that's individual
1: and collective and so you may be committed to the collective but like you said if you're not committed first to yourself and to your individual and your personal work and development it's going to be hard for that collective piece to like really work out for you
0: yeah I I mean it is it is and it's just going to be like how uh, yeah I just it's going to be it's I think the question would be how is it going to get done because it's like you're you're seeding so much into this but other things are showing up like with self that you have no idea as to why they're showing up and it just seeps so it's just hard it's hard and you know self work is not pretty at all it's actually difficult but we have to like be comfortable with sitting in our emotions sitting in like the uh, the unpleasant thoughts with change and habits and you know thought pro- it's hard but it's at the end at the other end of it it's so much better Mm -hmm. Like if we could just learn to sit through and not push things down and uh, like, is that going to be perfect all the time? No, but understand like if that seed is planted, it's so much, not necessarily easier, but you come from a place of understanding Mm -hmm. and you come from a place of understanding why you make the decisions you make, why you're showing up this way in relationship, even though, you know, consciously you don't mean to, but like, there's so many things that arise when you do the work and they're like the puzzle pieces like okay all right I was wrong here all right okay you know it's just it it, it's needed we all need it
1: yeah a relationship like one one of the the main key things that I've learned uh like I've been married uh three years in December Mm -hmm. and one of one of the main things that I've learned is that it's like I knew it I realized it at the beginning but it's become more and more real to me every day you know that I'm it's like marriage and really any relationship takes oh. daily work mm. if you let up off the gas or Woo! stop paying attention for one day you could find yourself cuz that one day will lead to two days and to, and before you know it you are not connected not tapped in not paying attention not as on guard, uh, not not you know what I mean. You get kind of comfortable and just yeah. relax. And relationships take day every day. You got to be working on some doing something, not doing something, <laughs> saying something, not you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much intentional work every single day. And if you are not willing, not able, not capable of doing that, you're gonna have a hell of a time. Trying to have any sort of successful—I mean, friendships too. You know what I mean? Like friendships take work as well. Any sort of relationship that you want to be in is going to take work. I don't—I yeah. don't know how. You know, again, from the business perspective, I see people always saying what they want, and I want to do mm. this, and I want to have this, and I want to make six figures, and I want. It's like, but your daily activities mm. and what you do every day. Don't line up with what you say you want. Mm-mm. So every if you tell me that you want to be a home inspector, then I'm expecting that every day you're gonna have your head in the books. You're gonna be practicing. You're gonna be marketing. You're gonna be. If you tell me that you want to make a million dollars, I'm not expecting to see you sitting on your ass. Right. Like, I'm expecting to right see, That's- doing the work and displaying <laughs> yes. those daily activities. That line up with what it is you say. You don't tell people what you want. You show them. That's it's it. and otherwise. Don't nobody gotta gotta tell you that they love you and that they like. They show you every huh. day by their action
0: or their inaction. Yes, action or inaction. Well, you know what, y'all. I mean, we could end on that. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good word to end on. I'm. Tra- I feel like. Are we done with this? We're done with the stages. That was the last stage. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, Oh, one more. One more. The best one. This is the best best one. Yes. This is the best one. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this is the wholehearted love, and this is the best one. And saying so, it like that, <laughs> I know I'm like, oh, I'm such a hopeful romantic. <laughs> so wholehearted love. This is the stage where this is like the healthiest stage of your relationship, and this is the most the most rewarding stage. And this is when you guys, as a couple, experience true individuation self-discovery, and acceptance of imperfection. Acceptance of imperfection, not tolerance, acceptance. I'm sorry, that was for me. Like I was, I was reading that for me. Um, In both themselves and their partners, recognizing there's no such thing as a perfect match. So this is obviously like the last stage and remember y'all this is not like a finite thing these are like these happen throughout the relationship but she also goes to state she also goes to state that couples begin to play together again laugh relax and deeply enjoy each other this includes like some of the like passionate sex merge as each person rediscovers themselves in ways that let them fall in love all over so, this is like the blissful stage of your relationship. And this is after, like, you know, like little, little, little rough patches, little self work, little couples work. But this is like what all healthy relationships should strive to achieve at like various points in the relationship. And hopefully, this is the longest stage for us. Um, and wholehearted love is great.
1: It's like it's great. The
0: part, like the, the, You know how we
1: talk about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, like the good news of relationships is that after you go through all these phases and stages and all of this work and all this and all this kind of stuff, if you do that, this is like your light at the end of the tunnel. And this is a reality. Like you could literally live in a state of, you know, wholehearted love, just being in love and happy Mm -hmm. and bliss not easy and it's not always continuous again it can be interrupted at Mm -hmm. any point with any of these other stages and phases but the fact that this is a part of the cycle makes the relationships and everything that you have to do to be in one Mm -hmm. makes it worthwhile at least for me
0: yes makes it worthwhile that's it there's all through the self-work the work in the relationship like that is something that is just such a beautiful example of love and to really be okay with like imperfection and to really understand and accept it. Like, I feel like tolerance is one thing, but to accept it and really understand that there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. I think that that is, I mean, it really is a game changer for a lot of people who truly, truly accept it because we could say we accept it, but we try and change a little thing here and there. But like, so that means without changing, without trying to like finagle like i accept you right i i love you and that's a huge huge step right yeah not even
1: not not to try to like add the the religious ad but just no please component it's like this is like that that uh the the how you know how we're supposed to model like the love of christ you Mm -hmm. know i'm saying the way Mm -hmm. that god loves us we're supposed to model that in yes. the earth and to me like this is like just like a, a reminder of that like again like just think about how our creator got to deal with all of our BS. oh my <laughs> okay. God! how one minute we work and then we all feeling this type of way the next minute we disillusion. like do i really want to live for crying do i really want to and then you doubt it and then you come to that moment where it's like, oh my God, I I just thank you for my life, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like yes. I'm just so grateful and yes. grateful for everything that you know That's what I mean. It. And it's like to mm. to display that and to have that attitude for humans for each other. You know what I mean. I believe is is mm. one way that we also honor God because mm. you know mm. what I mean. It's like we're supposed to love each other, like. God yeah, loves us and God, he don't judge us for all of, I mean, we mess up every day, 70 <laughs> times seven, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is always forgiveness and love and grace and Ooh. come back home. It's always that type energy for us. And for me, like in a relationship, in a practical relationship with a human, this is what this stage five, this wholehearted love mm. kind of like symbolizes after all we've gone through and all this back and forth and all that, we can still come back to this place of like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. Like, with my heart, with everything i got, mm-hmm. I love you. And with everything yeah. i got, like, I'm willing to work to, to continue to love you and to That's be in it. love with you and to make this work. So That's it. That's this it. Is the good news. That's what the name of this is. The, the good news. news. Yeah. That's what relationships.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. The good news. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yes. The good news. And you know what? I mean. I guess we can wrap on that. I have nothing like, that was the perfect nugget. I have nothing else to say after that. I mean, I told y'all Nita did not come to play, okay? (laughs) If y'all would have heard the pre-show, I'm telling y'all, like, okay, so I know for sure y'all are still here because how could you? Like, how could you just skip over this? This was like valuable, valuable information. But before we go, Nita, please share your handle. Tell us one more time, like all of the information, all the good stuff. If people want to find you, like, just give us all that good stuff.
1: So you can find me on Instagram at HouseHunter216, as well as on Twitter at HouseHunter216. I'm also on Facebook at HouseHunter216. Again, I'm a real estate investor in Cleveland, so I specialize in buying and selling uh, properties all over the city of Cleveland, as well as inspecting. So if you are buying a primary home, if you're an investor buying an investment property, I'm happy. To offer you uh, some home inspection services, and uh, you can find me, like I say, on all of those social platforms. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to hearing some feedback from the episode. Like, so I want to, I want to hear, like, after you listen to this, like, you know, shoot me a DM or a comment and let me know what you thought. I think this is, this is, this is. There needs yes. to be a live version because this is such a great conversation. I think so. And there needs to be more perspectives, more thoughts added. There needs to be people who are hearing this. I think that, uh, relations, again, relationships mm. is at the core of our success as a people, mm. as a humankind, relationships. If we can get better at being in relationship with each other, I think that our whole mm. world, every aspect of it, um, would be better so thank you I appreciate you having me I appreciate the conversation I don't usually do talks like this it's usually like business and real estate so I appreciate you uh giving me the space to 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 express some of these different thoughts and sentiments a lot of people don't know that like I'm happily married and in a relationship and things like that so they don't expect this side of me so I appreciate you extending your platform to me
0: Yes. Oh my God. Anytime. And I, I mean, I know when we talked, I'm like, oh my God, like our, y'all our conversations could be a whole pot. Like I'm not even kidding. So this was just like, I feel like this is, was such a natural conversation we would have off air. So this is just like, we thank you so much for coming. The fact that you dropped so many nuggets, like we need to get this transcribed or something because like you, like, I just, we love having different perspectives on the show and you know without you guys we would not have a show so we're so grateful for you um don't forget y'all y'all can catch me at Muffy Bradshaw I'll put all the links to the pod to Nita's page access us there and if you're listening on iTunes make sure that you rate us five stars why because you love us and share subscribe and all that good stuff and we will talk to y'all soon bye Peace.